Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Friday show, Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. We are in the beautiful state of Colorado. Yes, and in an undisclosed location. Yes. Hey. You uh, kind of know where we're at. You kind of know where we're at. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, the month of February is dedicated to the Holy Family. My wife yes. and myself, we uh, we end up all our prayers with this doxology. We'll say, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you, save souls. That's yes. a, that's the fe- that's the month of February. It's, it's dedicated to the Holy Family. family. Yes, and today's the first Friday of the, of the month. And, of course, we honor the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And the uh, the twelve promises that were uh, given to Saint uh, Margaret Mariella Koch, and the second promise is, "I will bring peace to families." So remember, if we have peace in our families, then we have peace in society. So as uh, Catholic Christians, we need to pay for peace in our families. By the way, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Bishop Aquila here. I'm over here in the the diocese of Denver, Colorado, and uh, he's one of the stalwart bishops just like strickland and many others that we need in this country yes uh he 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 sent a letter to cardinal McElroy, uh correcting him as a brother bishop for cardinal McElroy that was uh promoting uh something that had to do with the homosexual movement in relation to uh i'd have to read again the article but it was a correction from a brother bishop so god bless you archbishop yeah. aquila thank yes. you very much for your uh stalwart witness and also today's a feast day of who? Feast day of St. Blaise. He's a patron saint of throats, and he was a doctor. He was a bishop and a martyr. So he treated patients, people with throat issues. St. Blaise. Especially those with, of, of, of uh, when they've got things stuck in their throat. So, yeah. yeah. Bones stuck Bones, in their throat. Yeah. So. St. Blaise, pray for us. Yes, hey, yes. we want to talk about St. Anthony, one of the great exorcists yes, of the early church. Yes, yeah. St. Uh, Anthony. Yeah, he lacked in the third and fourth century. Yes. He was a, uh, well, let's, Padre Pio was another St. Anthony, mm-hmm. yes. like, you know, a, th- uh, a thousand uh, years. Later, 20th yeah. century. Yeah. <laughs> 20th Padre century. Pio was a St. Anthony yeah. of modern times. The St. Yeah. Anthony was <laughs> a modern, was right. a primitive Padre Pio. Yes. So let's uh, share, let's was, share the story. He was uh, St. Anthony, um, uh, third and fourth, he lived in the third, third or fourth to the third, fourth century, and was one of the first monks to retire to the desert to devote himself to fasting and prayer. The church knows his life story thanks to his biographer, St. Athanasius, the Bishop of Alexandria. He said, when we visited St. Anthony in the ruins where he lived, we heard a commotion, thousands of voices and a clash of arms. Also at night, wild beasts would come and the saint fought them off with prayer. That's what Saint Athanasius reported. I think that's the, the most the key wow. here that Saint Athanasius wrote about Saint Anthony was wow. that sentence: "The saint Saints fought them off with prayer. prayer." So, how do you fight demons? You fight them off with prayer. Why? Mm-hmm. Because since demons are pure intellect, they have no bodies. You can't take out your gun or your rifle or your baseball bat. They don't have a body. Yeah. We must fight them with the ancient weapons of the church. Yes which are fasting and prayer. And as I said, St. Padre Pio, 1600 years later, suffered the same assaults by the devil as St. Anthony the monk did. 
And so let's just call for them, all three of them, to pray for St. Anthony, yeah. pray, pray for, for us, St. Athanasius, pray, pray for St. Father de Peel, pray for us. So yes. I, we, we're sharing these stories, not to scare you, but to increase your faith and trust yes. in God. Yes. That's yeah, the remember, purpose. It's all about God. Yeah. It's, Spiritual warfare is God-centered, not demon-centered. Repeat it again. Spiritual warfare is God-centered, not demon-centered. These stories are meant to increase your faith in God, not to scare you. Okay. So let's see what uh, St. Athanasius said. He said uh, he spent uh, that um, St. Anthony Anthony spent the night alone in an abandoned tomb. He said one day St. Anthony, then age 35, decided to spend the night alone in an abandoned tomb. A great multitude of demons came and started beating him, wounding him all over. He lay on the ground as if dead. The claws of the demons prevented him from getting up. According to the hermit, the suffering suffering caused by this demonic torture was comparable to no other. This is known in uh, in Catholic uh, as diabolic oppression. These are physical attacks by a demon upon the human person. Yeah. So the next day, by the province of God, a friend visited him and carried him on his shoulders to the nearest village for treatment. Anthony came to himself and begged his friend to bring him back to the tomb. Upon arriving there, St. Anthony exclaimed, Here is Anthony. I do not flee your beatings, nor pain, nor torture. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. So he was talking to the demons when he came back yeah, and you'll see that uh, the, all the saints are their their minds are saturated with the word of God. Yeah. This is a fourth century saint. He's speaking to the demon, Saint Anthony. Mm-hmm. He's quoting Romans 8:35. This shows that the saints had this deep familiarity with the word of God, which is a which is a key weapon in spiritual warfare to know the word of God, yes. to claim the word of God. To project the word of God at a time of temptation. Yeah, and that's why we as Catholics we need to read the daily mass readings. Yes, be familiar Amen. with our with the book, the heirloom that that yeah. our Lord's given us. That's the that's the antidote against sin. Yes, absolutely. So Saint Athanasius wrote. He said the demons made such a racket that the whole place was shaken, knocking over the four walls of the tomb. They came in droves, taking the form of all kinds of monstrous beasts and hideous reptiles. And the whole place was filled with lions, bears, lepers, bulls, wolves, asps, scorpions. The lions roared, ready to attack. Bulls seemed to threaten him with their horns. The snakes advanced, crawling on the ground, seeking a place of attack, and the wolves prowled around him. They all were making a terrible noise. Groaning in pain, St. Anthony faced the demons, laughing. He said, if you had any power, only one of you would be enough to kill me. But the Lord has taken away your strength. So you want to frighten me by your number? The proof of your powerlessness is that you are reduced to taking the form of senseless animals. If you have any power against me, come on, attack me. But if you cannot do anything, why torment yourselves unnecessarily? My faith in God is my defense against you. Notice that demons wow. notice that demons morph into can, animals. This yeah. is common in scripture and in the history of the church. And Saint Anthony, once again, saturated in scripture, his mind, he's taken those 300 plus verses that admonish us, be not afraid, only believe in God, and he's projecting them back at the demons. Something else that Saint Anthony is doing here that's very interesting. 
is that he's telling the demons, you guys have no power over me. And whatever power you have is given to you wow. from God. Courageous. Again, yeah, he, he understood uh, the, the fact that God in the book of Job uh, gives demons permission to do whatever they're going to do, limits their power. And so you can see, once again, the saints, the way their minds are yes. saturated with, the, with yeah. the knowledge of the word of God. Yeah, living in the state of grace, fasting, prayer. Yep. That's the key. Yep. And then St. Athanasius, Athanasius continues, but all of a sudden, a bright light illuminated the tomb. At that moment, the demons vanished. The pain ceased. When he realized that God was coming to his aid, he asked, where were you, Lord? Why did you not stop this suffering earlier? God answered him. Anthony present at your side, but I waited, observing your fight. And since you have resisted so bravely, I will now always be at your side, and I will make your name famous throughout the world. Having heard the, the words of the Lord, the monk stood up and prayed. He then received such strength that he felt in his body an even greater vigor than before. This wow. was this was Saint Anthony wow. living out Psalm 23. Wow. Remember Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil yes. for you are with me. This is St. Anthony yes. living yes. out Psalm 23. Yeah. He knows God is present to him, just yeah. like Psalm 91, verse 11 to 14. Once again, mm -hmm. these saints stand on the promises yes. of the word of God to fight the diabolical. Yeah. Yes. That, so finally, here are the two passages from the Bible that will help you understand the context better. Oh. Comes out for, comes from Ephesians, uh, Ephesians six. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For a struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That's the classic uh, spiritual warfare warfare yeah. uh, text deployed by Saint Paul. And the other one that. Uh, Describe St. Anthony's, which one? It's uh, 1 Peter 5 8. It says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And I like verse yes. 9. It says, Resist, resist him. him. Resist, resist him. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what we got to do. What do we, how do we resist yep. him? Living in a state of grace, grace. praying, fasting, fasting, uh, yep. living in a state, of, again, yes. living, living, living a clean life. That's the key. Yeah. Demons are unclean. Spirits that are, that are uh, attracted to unclean yeah. souls, mm -hmm. souls in mortal sin. Yes. The, the story that we just shared about St. Anthony demonstrates to mm -hmm. us that life on earth is warfare. It's, mm -hmm. As it says in Job chapter 7, verse 1 of the Dewey Reims Bible. However, we must enter into that battle with our entire intellect and will mm -hmm. and persevere till the end so that we can take that victory lap and enjoy the great wedding feast of the Lamb. And as Bishop Fulton Sheen once said, Without Good Friday, which means suffering, yep. there will be no Easter Sunday, which means celebration. Yeah, and that's what, you know, every day of our life through our sufferings, getting up in the morning and, 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 and going through the challenges of the day is just one step closer. And that's what's going to get us. To, and that's yeah. our goal. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything else transitory, but our goal is to get to heaven. That's right. And uh, be holy according to your state in life. That's yes. all you have to yes. do. Be a holy janitor, be a holy teacher, be a holy housewife, be holy, uh, be a holy president. <laughs> we'll be back and we're going to be talking about can demons send you text messages? Yes, they can. Stick around.
Jesus yeah. 911 Friday show. We love Friday's family. With Aquila and Prisca. Yes. Yeah. Tobias and Sarah. No, Jesse. There are, yeah, there are role there models. There are role models. <laughs> Jesse and Anita Romero. The spiritual warfare show. Yes. Uh, we want to talk today about can demons use technology against us? And the answer is, drum roll please, yes, yes. they can. <laughs> in fact, uh, Monsignor Rossetti, who's uh, the exorcist for the, he was trained in Rome, but he's the exorcist in Washington, D.C., he says that demons definitely can use technology, televisions, radios, the internet. There's another exorcist, probably the top exorcist in the Philippines, and his name is Father Jose Francisco Sequia. We'll just call him Father Sequia. Yeah. And they, they interviewed him, the Philippine Daily Inquirer, and the interview is called Demonic Texts, The Enemy Can Use Technology says Father Sequia. So we want to share what he has to say. We'll make, we'll make our comments as well. Yeah. He says, a demonic spirits can send text messages to cell phones and use modern technology to harass or lure people to the dark side. Father Sequia, chief exorcist of the Archdiocese of Manila, also says receiving messages from demons is an experience common to priests helping possessed persons liberate themselves. He says, we did not expect demons could do so, but if you ask other exorcists, they would tell you the same experience. Usually, the demons would swear at you or say, this person will never get away from us. He says in an, an, inter in an interview, Father Sequea, president of the 170th Strong Philippine Association of Catholic Exorcists, also known as PACE, has been performing exorcism since 2002. You know what? I, I have a lot of respect for the Philippines yes. because uh, the, the uh, same with Mexico. They have wow. a very strong association of exorcists. I'll tell you why. In these third world countries, the priests see a lot because there's a lot of pagan indigenous practices mm -hmm. uh, from old religions. And they see a lot of the diabolical. Yes, they're, they're, they're true believers in these countries. Yep. And to me, it seems as of the Philippines take the Ministry of Exorcism much more serious than the U.S. Yes, or, or Europe. And I say that because the Philippines, for being such a small country, take a look at them in a map. They're small. Yes, very small. They have more exorcists than this great behemoth called the United States of America. Mm -hmm. I mean, I thank God that, you know, we have a lot more now than we did 20 mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah. But the U.S. has right now between 90 to 100 mandated exorcists in the U.S., yeah. And we are, not enough. <laughs> we are much larger yeah. than the Philippines. Yeah. So, uh, again. And you know what? We wouldn't need exorcists if everybody lived in the state of grace. And if, right? you know what? <laughs> we wouldn't even need exorcists if the confessionals were open hours on Saturdays. Right, right. And there was lines of people going to confession. Trust me, uh, yes. this problem would be eradicated because Absolutely. the sacrament of confession is about 100 times more yeah, powerful right. than an exorcism, according yes. to uh, Monsignor uh, uh, John Esseth from right, the Diocese yes. of Scranton, Pennsylvania, who's yeah. the oldest exorcist in the United States. Yeah, our exorcists would be unemployed. Yeah, they'd be <laughs> and unemployed. That's the goal. Yeah, is for them more to confession time. Confession time. Yeah. So right. let's go back to this article. Yeah. His, his, uh, this is Father Sequia. 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 He says 
His most memorable encounter with demonic texts happened in 2003 when the office cell phone used by the Archdiocese of Manila Office of Exorcism received menacing messages from the phone of a female Satanist, ex, uh, ex uh, Satanist, referred to him by a Cabot. Cavett-based priest. The priest earlier reported seeing the woman levitate as, quote, Gina, Father Sequoia, Secretary, Secretary of the Archdiocese of Manila Office of Exorcism, coordinator, remembers, remembers it. The priest was in his office speaking with the possessed woman and her companion when the companion's phone began receiving messages from the possessed phone that was in another room near Gina's desk. The messages were all in Filipino, said, the messages said, don't believe father, one read. So this is the demon texting, texting. Gina. Gina, yeah, the secretary. The secretary, yeah. Another claimed that Father Sequoia was a sinner and a liar and that he wouldn't be able to help the woman at all. Gina says she herself received a call from the possessed woman after the latter left their office. During their conversation, her phone was also getting messages saying, it's not true that God loves her and she'd fail in helping Father Sequoia perform the exorcism. She said, I raised, Gina says, I raised the messages right away after our conversation. We don't keep records of them. We believe it is not okay to keep them. I, I agree with her. Yeah. Why do you want to agree that? Yeah, that? If, if a demon text messages, you were leaving yeah. the message on your phone, dump <laughs> it. Dump it. Okay. Yeah. Put it in the trash. Yeah. All it's going to do. It's mm-hmm. just going to, you know, embed in your memory, your yeah, imagination. You're going to get the curiosity. Not, is good, you're going to look at look nothing good is going to come about. Nothing yes. good is going to come out. You don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. So. So Father Sequoia recalls that the messages brimmed with anger and curses. The possessed woman who consulted him did not speak English, but he received the F word messages from her number. Now, this is the key right here. Yes. This is the key. Father Sequia, again, the chief exorcist yeah. of the Archdiocese of Manila, he says, he said the following, quote, the devil has power over anything electrical. If this place is infested, for example, and they want their presence known, usually the lights would flicker. If I give a talk and use a certain gadget, the devil would easily shut it down because he's an expert in anything electrical, close quote. Now, this is me speaking. Yes. <laughs> I've had this, this, I've had it's the same thing happen to me probably about 10 or 15 yeah, years yeah, ago mm-hmm. when we lived in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to try to write my first uh, book on spiritual warfare probably 10 to 15 years ago. I'm downstairs. We had, we had a rather large house in California. My wife, the kids are all upstairs. And uh, as I'm downstairs, we're it's probably 11, 12 o'clock at night. And I'm just putting paper, pen to paper and I'm typing things. My thoughts, I'm, I'm, I'm typing on a word file. <clears throat> All of a sudden, uh, the, the office where I was at, the lights started turning off and on. Never happened before. Started flickering. Uh, then they turn off completely. The kitchen lights were on. They started flickering. Then the kitchen lights went off. Then my office light turned on. And then the fan started turning. The fan was off. And so I got, I was definitely being harassed. And I said, they're messing with me. And I'll be honest with you. 
I got a little bit scared, so I postponed the project for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. I remember that. He yeah. Kept me I the told her the next day. day. The next day, and I was nah, like, I'm not going to write this book. Oh, and I said, I, I'm, and I said, hmm, maybe we're not ready for this. Yeah, <laughs> that's just it. We're not ready. We're not ready for this. We need to get. Yeah, we got to be more holy. Or... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy I'm not saying I was holy then, oh, but yeah. armor up. Got to armor up. Our or prayers, as... going to mass. Yeah. Or as Dan Schneider says, soldier up, soldier yeah, up, yeah, you know? We had some yeah. uh, I had the sh issues that we needed. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yep. So let's go back to the article. Listen, but. But more than threatening messages, Father, uh, Father Sequoia is worried about how the devil uses modern technology to lure young people through the Internet, especially during this lockdown when they spend unsupervised hours in cyberspace. He cites a study done in 2000 that found children ages 10 to 17 have only one third of face to face encounters with other people compared to similar age groups from past generations. Yeah, we weren't, what were we doing? We were outside. Exactly, playing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. in our kneecaps. To be honest with you, 12 and 13, also playing with Barbies. <laughs> yeah. Now here's here's a good paragraph here on uh, what Father says, Father Sequia. Yeah. He says, quote, when a person gets isolated, the devil starts to work on the mind. The young start to have all these thoughts that make them feel depressed and alone. Only 30% human contact. That's what the devil desires. Father Sequoia continues by saying, he says, uh, spending much, much time surfing the web can put a young mind in a hypnotic trance and become open to diabolical influences and auto-suggestion. So Father just described yeah. right now what's called diabolic obsession. These are mental attacks. Mm -hmm. And again, how does the demon do this? He wants to isolate you from everybody else. Yes. He wants you to be just live like a man on an island. Yes. And guess what? Fulton Sheen says no man is an island. Mm -hmm. God no. meant for us to live in community. Mm -hmm. That's why it says in the book of Hebrews, do not forsake the 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 okay. fellowship of okay. the assembly of the, ga the so gathering of the faithful. Of the faithful. Do not forsake the, the gathering, gathering of the faithful. faithful. In other words, Hang out with other Christians. Go to Mass. Pray together. That's what the book of Hebrews is saying. Mm -hmm. When you live... Now, don't get me wrong. There's times to be in isolation. You're in your bedroom at night. You're doing your night yeah, prayers, yeah, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have to... But don't, if you're not a hermit, yeah. don't live like yes. a hermit. That's not normal. No. You're Not everybody's called no. to be a monk and a hermit. Absolutely. The rest of us are called to get to and heaven. they are assigned yeah. by the bishop. Yeah. They the, are assigned by the bishop. The rest of us are called to get to heaven. How? Mm -hmm. By living amongst communities of that's believers. We, you know, iron sharpens iron and one, and one man sharpens and another. another. Absolutely. And that's what we as Catholics, that's what we need to be out in the world. Because we're lay people. We're out to evangelize. Go forth and and, uh, uh, and the gospel. gospel in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah this and, is why God, this yeah. is this is also why uh, the, the Bible is very clear. It says, uh, encourage one another, build one another, build one another up. This is why Jesus chose 12 men. He didn't chose one man. Right. He chose 12. This right, yeah, and, and then he sent them out how? Two by two. two. Right. So, so let's right. continue. So the internet has no... This is Father saying. Father yeah, Sequoia is saying this, not us. Yeah. The internet has no morality, and a child would tend to search for what titillates his senses. So he jumps from one medium to another, trying to sustain a high similar to a dopamine hit, says the priest. He adds, the devil attacks individuals in varying degrees. Temptations that one encounter, encounters daily are considered ordinary attacks. 
All right, now so, let's talk about the okay. higher level of attacks. Yeah, the higher level, let's talk about the five senses. So extraordinary, that's one attack. Attacks that may require help from a priest include demonic oppression and obsession, or a person's five senses are assaulted through frightening apparitions, suicidal and blasphemous voices, bruises, pains, and sexual harassment, foul odors, or loss of appetite. In a more serious cases, Father Sequoia says, the devil toys with a person's emotions and causes intense depression, anger, and fear. The person will eventually experience spiritual dryness and desolation and become too lazy to pray, let alone hear mass. Again, this, yeah. the devil has access to yeah. our emotions. emotions. The devil mm -hmm. attacks our emotions, our passions, our appetites. This is why you mm -hmm. cannot follow, you cannot run your life by your emotions like liberals, like yeah. woke liberals. Everything for them is, I feel I'm a boy. I feel I'm a girl. I feel I'm, I'm same-sex attracted. I'm a I, feel, yeah, I, I feel I'm a furry. You cannot live your life guided by your emotions. Emotions are not a, a, a not measure of reality. They're not a true measure of reality. Not, not at all. Yeah. So again, Father's talking about the extraordinary attacks. Yeah. There's two types of attacks of demons. Ordinary, as temptation, then extraordinary yeah. and that's what we're talking about here that's oppression and obsession and house infestation we'll continue uh, stick around don't go anywhere we'll be right back This is 911 with Jesse and Anita. We are oh, back, we are family. Back. We, yes. we love Fridays. TGIF, yes. thank God I'm forgiven. And thank you for staying with us. Yeah. Hey, by the way, if yeah. uh you if uh, something's going uh if something's uh if, if the demon is messing with the app, remember demons can mess with technology. Mm -hmm. Go on Rumble. I just got a text from a friend. He goes, Hey, I was listening on the app. I couldn't listen on the VMP app. So I went to Rumble and, and I can hear you guys perfect. So again, thank you, Chris. Thank, yeah, thanks, Chris, for that message. By the way, good news. Mark Hauk acquitted. Praise the Lord. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. The yeah. And, and the great news, Jesus hey, is Lord. That's right. Yeah. Amen. That's the greatest news that's of the all. Greatest news, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, yeah. King of the Ages. Yes. By the way, Amen. Mark Hauk will be on today with us on the Terry and Jesse show in yes, about two hours. That's exciting. Yeah. So if uh, you want to hear from one of the one of the uh, what I would call one of the great white Mod martyrs, yeah, white modern, martyr, the, what, modern, modern day white martyrdom. Mark Howick, he'll be on yeah. in two hours on the Terry and Jesse show. So we're talking about the ordinary yes. attacks of the devil, and now we're talking about the extraordinary attacks, yes, from the from the devil uh, upon the human person. Yeah, let's see what Father Sequoia says. He says a person's imagination may also be assaulted with demonic, sexual, and blasphemous images. Memory can be used by causing obsessive remembrances of past hurts. Worse attacks, he says, can lead to unexplained sicknesses or tumors as well as freak accidents. Sleep may be disturbed by night terrors and sexual attacks by an incubus, that's a male spirit, or succubus, female spirit. Who we reject, yes. renounce, and rebuke, and re we reject, rebuke, yes. and renounce in Jesus' name, go to the foot of the cross. That Jesus Christ may yes. do with you as he wills. Mother Mary, crush these two evil spirits under your immaculate feet. Amen. Amen. Eventually, relationships in the home and at work may suffer, further isolating a person from others. 
businesses may falter and fail. Let me share with you the difference between night terrors yeah, and nightmares. I, I think that's important because a lot of people don't know the, yeah. the differences there. A nightmare is a bad dream, but a night terror is not a dream, but you're partially awake with unusual behaviors. Nightmares occur during REM sleep, but night terrors occur during non-REM sleep. A person wakes up from, from a nightmare, but not from a night terror, although they may have their eyes wide open. There's actually a verse in Job chapter 4, verses 13 to 15, that talks about the way demons can cause nightmares and night terrors. It's right in the Bible. It says this, quote, Job writes, In my thoughts, during visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on mortals, fear came upon me, and shuddering that terrified me to the bone. Then a spirit, there's only two spirits in the universe, angels and demons. Then a spirit passed before me and the hair of my body stood on end. Mm -hmm. Close quote. How do we know it's a demon? Because it caused fear. Angels don't cause fear. Demons cause fear. It terrified Job. He shuddered. And it said the hair in his body stood on end. A demon will do that. An angel will not do that. You'll feel the a sense of peace at the presence of an angel. Yes. So he continues, the most serious form of demonic attack is possession, where the devil or several evil spirits take over a person's body and cause it to do humanly impossible things that a person will not remember once the crisis state is over. In a talk on exorcism at the Vatican, Father Sequoia presented art presented Archdiocese of Manila Office of Exorcism Records, showing that in the Philippines, demonic oppression comprises most of the cases, about 55%. Physical attacks of a demon. Followed by cases of infestation or haunting of places and homes, 21%. Those are 21%. Possession cases are at 15%, and those involving demonic obsessions or thoughts at 9%. Wow, he gave the statistics. Yeah, he really yeah, he, researched that. He's That's doing, wonderful. He's doing, he really does his whole Yeah, thing. I yeah. mean, he was presented to the Vatican. Look, yeah. this is a, this is what we have right now yeah. in the you Philippines. Can, you can see this man takes his yes. priestly ministry very seriously. Yeah. So the, the Filipino bishops take the devil seriously. Imagine from only two exorcists in 2002, now with 170 members, the Philippine Association of Catholic Exorcists, that's also known as PACE, includes priests from 52 dioceses all over the country. It is directly under the Catholic Bishops' Conference of Philippines and is affiliated with the Vatican-approved International Association of Exorcists. Yeah, that's that's in Rome. Yeah, that's in Rome. Yeah. So let's talk about the second beast here. Yes. Father Sequoia gives an interpretation of the Book of Revelation. It's uh, uh, Here's what he says. Father Sequoia says that the Vatican has alerted Catholic exorcists to occult websites that put a curse on anyone who opens them. Mm-hmm. This means a person in a hypnotic trance will easily appropriate the images and messages in the website. So what is a hypnotic trance? It's a trance induced by the use of hypnosis. The person accepts the suggestions of the hypnotist. Uh, a hypnotic trance is also the state of mind in which consciousness is fragile and voluntary action is poor or missing. It's a it's a date res, it's a state resembling deep sleep, but it's not deep sleep, but it looks like deep yes. sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So the ranking church officials in Rome have warned that the book of Revelation, the last chapter in the New Testament, refers to, quote, a second beast that will emerge from the red dragon, commonly known as Satan, according to Father Sequoia. They said the second beast is actually the virtual world that the devil Satan is creating. Let me say that again. Yeah, this is Father this Sequoia is, saying this, yeah, not this us. Is saying. Yeah. He said, they said the second beast is actually the virtual world that the devil Satan is creating. Now, Father Sequoia yeah. got that wow. from ranking officials in yes. Rome. Okay. So these are high, you know, high intellectual. Yeah, drop the mic moment. High officials in Rome are saying that the second beast in the book of Revelation, and I'll comment on what I think that is, again, is, is actually the virtual world that the devil, Satan, is creating. So what else the Father say? He continues. While we have the real world, the red dragon, that is the devil, would have two beasts come from him. One of these, these will have powers to create a virtual world that is different from the world of God. It has its own rules. And once people start to live there more than in the real world, it will be an escape from the struggle to become holy in this world. Wow. It's just like uh, what they're saying is just like drugs. You're escaping the world of struggle, the world of trying to make you holy. But drugs, the, alcohol, but this is now a different type of this is addiction. High, this is a higher uh, yes, form of drugs. Yes, a higher form of drugs. And, and here's a theory that that, may, that sounds plausible, by the way. Yeah. So if Father if Father Sequia is, is correct in what he's saying and the and the Roman officials that that the second beast uh in, in, in the book of Revelation mm-hmm. is going to be a virtual world that the devil's creating, then here's something plausible. Yeah. Wow. Then mm-hmm. Meta, M-E-T-A, by Mark Zuckerberg, also the owner of Facebook, is probably the second beast. Why do I say that? What is Meta? It fits the definition of the Father Sequoia, and these Mm -hmm. Roman officials are saying. Meta is Mark Zuckerberg's platform that offers an immersive and embodied internet experience where you're in, in the internet. You're not watching it. You're in the internet Mm. by using technologies like virtual reality and augmented reality through the lens of smart glasses. Users can work, learn, play, shop, create, and more in a virtual atmosphere known as the metaverse. In addition to having the ability to do all of that, meta will all will allow users to experience an entirely new internet concept never before explored. Mark believes the metaverse will be the successor to the mobile internet, allowing you to feel present like you're actually there with people, no matter how far away you actually are. Do you think it's kind of like a bo- out-of-body experience where your soul is taken into another realm? Is you know, Could that possibly be the, the yeah. what you're experiencing when you do uh, indulge in that? I, I mean, that's just, I'm just kind of thinking, you know, that makes your sense. body, that, your that, body that is here in one place, but now you're bringing your soul into another uh, atmosphere or into another the atmosphere realm, of metaverse. metaverse. Yeah. This so virtual, this virtual world. Yeah, that's just my, I'm just that makes sense. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. it makes sense. I, I could see the connections there just, and, I, and I'll tell you kind of like a, what's that uh, um, when you 
when the body of a person goes to an um, astral projection. Astral projection. It's kind of like an astral projection yeah. or an yeah, uh, astral, or out of body experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we know that we know that that happens in the world yes. of the occult, and so why can't demons use right. the internet to draw the, soul a, the, out the person to, yeah, the out? Person yeah, in an out-of-body experience or an astral projection. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this yeah, is exactly what the Roman officials yeah. and Father Sequi are saying. And this is exactly where monsters like Mark Zuckerberg, yes. uh, this is where they're taking. Yeah. As if the internet doesn't do enough damage. Yes. The internet doesn't. People already are watching. They shouldn't be watching the internet. Now, Metaverse gets to put these glasses you put on. Yeah. It inserts you inside, inside there. It. People yes. are going to be inserting themselves like inside Epstein's Island. Trust yes. me. Yes. They're going to be inserting themselves in, into a, an orgy at Playboy Mansion. Trust me. This yeah. is this is going to unleash the most wicked human behavior upon the earth because people are going to be moved by their emotions and passions to, to enter into these mm -hmm. yes. virtual worlds to, to basically just satisfy yeah. their... Their, their dark side right. of them. Yes, that's yeah. that's really scary. God help us. Yeah, for those that indulge in that. Worse aggression and despair may develop in an isolated person already addicted to the web. Once these thoughts become overwhelming and a crisis hits, the person may become suicidal, Father Sequoia says, yeah. adding, he says, he cannot, in a sense, become ready for life because in the internet, there is no such thing as suffering. The person is not taught how to bear the cross. Yeah, so I, I think we're probably up to a yeah. break, a hard break. Yes. You're listening to Jesus 911 Friday show. Yes, this is very interesting. Yeah, it's the, uh, we, we, uh, we love being here with you on Friday, family. We're talking about the way demons can use technology. Stick around. We'll be right back. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe, the cause of our joy. Pray, pray for, for us. St. Yes. Blaise, pray, pray for, for us. us. Talking about how demons could use technology against the human person. Yes. And we're continuing with an interview that's done by with Father Sequia, the top exorcist of the Philippines. And he's going, he's doing a deep dive yeah, into this he topic. Is, and yeah. Very good. So um, Father Sequia himself became a target of demonic harassment before he entered the seminary. He was an undergraduate with plans for the priesthood when the New Age movement piqued his curiosity and led to his exploration of esoterica. Esoterica is a form of Gnosticism, which means that only a select few persons have mystical and occult knowledge of things that are hidden to the rest of us. But let's talk now about the exorcism ministry proper. Okay. So as a result, he says his, his, his third eye was opened and he began experiencing demonic attacks. This is Father Sequoia prior to entering seminary. Mm -hmm. So the third eye, this is a term that's, that's drawn from Hinduism and Buddhism. The third eye mm -hmm. is, according to uh, these Eastern pagan religions, it's, they call this the locus of power, of occult power. And they say it's in the forehead. Uh, they, they draw this from, the, from the, the god Shiva, the Hindu god Shiva. They say that the third eye is the eye of insight located in the forehead, which can be activated through the practice of yoga. 
It's also said that it's the highest chakra in the physical body, allowing it to provide visionary perspective. Mm -hmm. A chakra, by the way, is, uh, is, is there's, according to Indians and Hindus, they believe that there are these seven points in the body, seven centers of spiritual power in the human body that are activated through yoga. And it opens up now the third eye. So what are the dangers of opening the third eye? Uh, some of the adverse effects of third eye awakening, if improperly managed, which they all are because mm -hmm. it's an occultive practice, you have nightmares, you have scary dreams, you have uncanny intuitions, uh, you could have a feeling of invincibility mm -hmm. and a lack of fear, or you could have an out-of-body experience, uh, you could have a hyperactive third eye, you can have high sensitivity mm -hmm. to light and colors, fear and disorientation, and also erratic behavior. All of these, this is all what we would call diabolical affliction. So Father Sequeira, he eventually turned back to the Catholic faith and to his plan of becoming a priest. It was in 2002 when Father Sequeira began the exorcism ministry, armed with a book on the subject written by Father Gabriel Morth, chief exorcist of the Vatican at that time, and a second book on deliverance by an, ex by an ex priest whose name he cannot remember. His peers in the Archdiocese of Manila were skeptical and wondered, why do we need that? And then the cases started coming in. Many Catholics were going to faith healers and spiritists. So when people heard that the church has this ministry, boom, many came to us, said Father Sequeira recalls. Bishops Ted Buhen and Socrates Viegas eventually gave Father Sequeira the faculty of exorcism. In 2006, Cardinal Guandesio Rosales formally created the Archdiocese of Manila of Exorcism, Office of Exorcism, Office of Exorcism by Father Sequoia, and a second priest as exorcist. With them were one deliverance ministry, a nun, a coordinator, a Catholic doctor, a lawyer, and two lay volunteers. It was also at this time that Father Sequoia published his book, first book, Exorcism, Encounters with the Paranormal and the Occult. Two years later, the Archdiocese of Manila of exorcism, Office of Exorcism, had four exorcists and Father Sequoia was training priests from other dioceses. The team has grown to include a clinical psychologist, psychometrician, two counselors, and several lay volunteers, along with case officers who interview referrals to um, the Archdiocese of Manila uh, Office of Exorcism and help Father Sequoia determine cases of possession. In 2015, Father Sequoia gathered 12 more exorcists from provincial dioceses and began streamlining the group. PACE was established in March 2017, initially with 117 members from 52 dioceses. PACE is directly under the Catholic Bishops' Conference of the Philippines and is affiliated with the Vatican-approved International Association of Exorcists. That was started by Father Amort, mm -hmm. the the. The, the Vatican, Vatican. Uh, mm. International Association mm. of Exorcism. Yeah. That's like the international body. These are little bodies here, like the one in the Philippines. Yep. Then Bishop Luis Chito Tago of Umas Cavate was among those who regularly referred cases to Sequoia and was diligent in seeking follow-up reports. In 2019, Tago, by then a cardinal, Archdiocese of Manila Office of Exorcism. Archdiocese of Manila of Exorcism now has six exorcists, including Father Sequoia, 
based in Metro Manila. The others are Father Winston Cabadine, Father uh, Robert de la Cruz, Father Eugene David, Father Ramon Moreno, and Father Lorenzo Rigigio, an Italian priest. The Archdiocese of Manila of Office, Office of Exorcism and Philippine Association, Association Catholic Exorcists invite international guest speakers to their yearly local conferences on the Ministry of Spiritual Liberation and Exorcism. Yeah. The groups train priests, exorcists and Latins in Malaysia, Singapore, and Indonesia. Mm -hmm. As chief exorcist of the MOEA, Father Sequia has also been invited to give talks in Rome and the Pope Leo Institute in Chicago. The Exorcist Current Project is the construction of the St. Michael Center of Spiritual Liberation and Exorcism in Manila. Uh, let's talk a little bit about good and evil here. Father Sequoia has lost count of the exorcisms he has performed in the past 18 years, but each experience strengthens his belief that God and the devil both exist. Here's what he actually says. I've seen God work in a very tangible way, how God acts and how present he really is, Father Sequoia says. He, he also says, during an exorcism, you see a person levitate, see him vomiting mud. That's not psychological. <laughs> you see the reality of the well, diabolical. Funny, but... Yeah. The exorcist commands in the name of Jesus, and the demons react. You see their fear of God, especially expelled, and the person is liberated. One time, the priest says he prayed to Satan's nemesis during an exorcism. And immediately, the demons possessing the person shouted, St. Michael, the archangel is here. An exorcist asked about his experience will say that liberating persons from the devil is one of the most concrete proofs of the fight between good and evil, Father Sequoia says. He adds, the devil knows the infant value of every soul in the eyes of God. And if the exorcist does not save the person's soul, he could end up like those demons human souls, but with the di diabolical spirit of hatred and despair that would last forever. Let me talk in the last few minutes about something that's also yeah. part of this, uh, this entire article. It's called the evil eye. So what is the evil eye? Anybody knows what the evil eye is. If you stand in front of an abortion clinic for any amount of time, you're going to get the evil eye. Uh, if uh, you're Donald Trump or Carrie Lake, you're going to get the evil eye. <laughs> uh, if you're a cop, cops definitely know what the evil eye is. So what is the evil eye? It's denounced in the Dewey Reams Catholic Bible in Mark chapter 7, verse 21 to 3. It reads, it says this, For from without of the heart of men proceeds evil thoughts, from adult, within. from with, yeah, from, from, or from within, <laughs> out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, Theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye. Mm. All these things come from within and defile a man. So an evil eye is an eye that's not rightly ordered. There's no charity. There's pure hate it's an, it's an, or an impure look. It's a malevolent glare. You've heard it said, if looks can kill. Again, cops know this look all too well. Mm. Our eyes were meant to gaze on the Lord. That's what St. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. That's where you have adoration. Yes. He says, then we shall see him face to face. Mm -hmm. To demonstrate the power of a look. Have you ever noticed that the Sacred Heart of Jesus picture looks at you wherever you walk yes. in the room? Remember the eyes convey messages. 
That's why they're called the windows to the soul. St. Thomas Aquinas believed that when a quote, when a soul is vehemently moved to wickedness, that's what he would call the evil eye. When a soul is vehemently moved to wickedness, close quote, it can physically harm another person. This was his explanation for an evil eye. So what's the problem? Another, another question would be, what's the problem with wearing an evil eye bracelet? A lot of Catholics do that. I know a lot of Italian Catholics do that. So again, listen to what the Bible says about the evil eye in Mark 6, 23. In the Dewey Reims Bible, it says this. But if thy eye be evil, thy whole body shall be darksome. If then the, if the light that is in thee be darkness, the darkness itself, how great shall it be? Also in Sirach 14, 8 to 10, the Bible says, the eye of the envious is wicked, and he turneth away his faith and despiseth his own soul. The eye of the covetousness of the covetous man is insatiable in his portion of, of iniquity. He will not be satisfied till he consume his own soul, drying it up. An evil eye is towards evil things, and he shall have his fill of bread, but shall be needy and pensive at his own table. So I would say to my Italian Catholic brothers that wearing an evil eye charm bracelet is a sin of superstition. It's a violation of the first commandment. And as a result, the wearer of this bracelet is attracting demons. So think about this. If I see somebody making the sign of the cross, no matter the context, it has a meaning. Our physical actions have spiritual value. The evil people, Satanists, witches, the occult, Luciferians, also, they also do spiritual contracts like a malefice that is an evil eye. That's a malefice. A malefice is a demonstrative curse with a physical action in the same way that a blessing has a physical action as well. There's a prayer. It's in my book. Father Ripperger also has that book. It's in many. I'm sure there's, it's on the website. It's called Prayer Against Every Evil. It should be a prayer that you do every single morning. It's a binding yes. prayer. And in there, one of the things that you pray against daily is the evil eye being projected at you from another person. Yeah, absolutely. We have to be on tune on what's going on around us, our surroundings, and always be prayed up. Yeah. Prayed up and protection, St. Michael's prayer, anything that's going to protect you. But remember, the most, the most, uh, the protection that is sure is living in a state of grace. That's right. That's it. Yeah. Hey, that's a wrap up. We're done. We are done. <laughs> We're done. We're out, family. We'll see you next week. God bless you. <laughs> Keep the faith.